exactly the one thing you need is self-discipline, but the one thing you need in order to teach that is incredible communication. And that's a, that's a wall for a lot of people today um, because middle school, high school, there are three major complaints, major complaints about preteens and teens. And the number one, one is they don't listen. right? And so they're off in their own little world, especially today when we have, you know, these, these computers working all mm-hmm. the time. So they don't listen is the first one. They aren't motivated is the second, and they aren't respectful is the third. If you look at anything mm-hmm. across any board, those are the top three complaints that parents have about their preteens and teens. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents out there. Michelle Abraham, your host. Today, I am joined by Nellie Harden, who is a family experience designer and also parenting coach. And I'm really excited to talk to Nellie today. We're going to talk about the one and only thing you need to know as a parent. You need to know how to learn this to teach your children so that they become really successful. And I think this is a one burning question that we all have. What? There's only one thing. I'm really excited to find out about this, but let me say hi to Nellie first and then I'll tell you a little bit more about her. So hi, Nellie. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? Good. I'm super good. I'm glad you were here. I think this is going to be a really fun interview because it's a topic that we haven't covered and it's for kids that are like getting into the teens, tweens area. So I'm really excited. So you're a mom, a dreamer, a doer, a family coach, a mentor, Mm -hmm. and you're also coming from a career background in science and behavioral work. And you also told me you were doing marine biology. It was super cool. (laughs) And you decided that designing a life of purpose and for the freedom was how you and your husband, along with your four daughters who are now in their tweens and teens uh, wanted to live. So that's awesome. So you believe that live a family filled with creativity, laughter, fun, and challenge, adventure, problem solving, hugs, good food, and learning can not only change a person's life, but it's the best chance to positively change the world. And I totally agree with that. Love all that. And uh, so excited to dive into this today. Oh, awesome. Yes. I've, um, I've hit science in many different aspects in my career, but always science and always behavior. (laughs) So well as animals or teens, you know, same thing, right? (laughs) Sometimes there's not a big difference between the sharks and the humpback whales and the teenagers. today. I love that. That's fantastic. (laughs) Really cool. So now you have a really interesting business. It's called 6570. And it is really about like, so what is 6570? Let's tell our audience about that first. Yeah. So the 6570 is really just based off the idea of we have a very limited window as parents to have the largest impact that we can. And that is 6,570 days. That's how many are in 18 years. Now, of course, give or take a couple, you know, in, um, in there, depending on when your child leaves home. But once they hit that adult and that quote unquote legal, legal adult, our influence and our impact really starts to diminish and go behind them. Whereas the impact of everything else that they're being exposed to in the world grows. And so it's this gradient that they go on throughout life. I kind of, I, I literally view it. I'm such a visual person, but I view it as a rope. And Mm -hmm. when they're little, they're down here, it's real close to, you know, the parent and then 
they're moving along and you have to help them move along that rope. So 6570 project, we as parents, and I call us architects because we're building the beginning of someone else's life. Mm -hmm. That's what a parent is, a, a family architect. And so in building the beginning of someone else's life, our biggest project is this 6,570 days. So that's where that comes from. Wow. I love that. I think that's a really unique perspective and a really interesting way of looking at it. And like, oh my gosh, when you said that I was like 6,570 days, that's not like, seems like a lot, but it's actually not when you think about it. And I know my son's turning nine this year and I cannot believe because I think he's still four and you know, like where did the last four years go? It's just gone so fast. You know, I love, um, I love the way you've just positioned that project. And I think that's really fascinating to look at it in that way. And we kind of alluded to this at the beginning, but today we're talking a little bit about like, what is the one thing that we can do as parents? And I got so excited when I was like, what, there's only one thing that we need to know to do. That's going to change everything. Yes. What is the secret sauce? You're going to tell us Nelly. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about what, like, why is there only one thing <laughs> and what is that one thing? Okay. So like I was talking about with that rope that goes long, I mean, you think about it when your kids are little, you're right there with them for almost every moment, every big decision they make or seemingly small decision, all of that, you're right there teaching them how to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. And as they're going along, especially, and why I love to work with middle school, high school is they are away from you for a lot of the day. They start getting into sports more. They start having friend hangouts more. And it's more than just having lollipops out on the front porch with your third grade friend. You know, they are out there and they're making decisions. They have more freedoms that they're getting and they're making decisions without you there too. So during this time, during this high impact window, especially between nine and 18, middle school, high school, we really want to teach them how to get into having self-led discipline instead of parent-led discipline. And it is not an overnight thing. It is not something that they're born with. It's having that self-led discipline is something that is very taught and it takes a lot of discipline to get there. And a lot of people and myself included, if you would have asked me this 15, 17 years ago and said, what is discipline? I would have said spanking, yelling, <laughs> uh, long, exhausting talks, you know, all the things. And those are consequences, but they aren't discipline. Discipline is really an art. It's a beautiful thing. And that was confusing to me as a kid when someone actually complimented me once and said, you have really good discipline. And I was like, I don't hit myself, you know, I'm like, I don't. <laughs> but having them understand what discipline is and what mm -hmm. discipline isn't and helping them develop self-discipline is literally the only thing that we need to do as parents because, and I've pulled this and I've mm -hmm. asked this and I've toiled over this. I cannot find a single thing that we would want and help our children with for now or their future that doesn't require at first that self-led discipline. And so that's what I help people do. And that's what I, I get the honor of stepping into families and helping them develop within their families. Wow. That's awesome. So it's good to know that we can boil it down to that one thing, that self-led discipline. Now, how can you give us some tips of like, how do we even start introducing this? Is this something that's already there? Are we already doing it kind of, or is this something that we need to kind of start introducing into our families? You think? Yes. Honestly, 
every family is so different. You have some families and I I will fully admit that my military families that I've worked with, they have this a little bit more innately than some of the others, but then it needs to still be honed and and massaged in there. But honestly, the one thing you need is self-discipline, but the one thing you need in order to teach that is incredible communication. That's a wall for a lot of people today because middle school, high school, there are three major complaints, major complaints about preteens and teens. And the number one one is they don't listen, right? And so they're off in their own little world, especially today when we have these computers Mm -hmm. all the time. So they don't listen is the first one. They aren't motivated is the second, and they aren't respectful is the third. If you look at anything Mm -hmm. across any board, those are the top three complaints that parents have about their preteens and teens. And all of that boils down to, again, the communication that you need to teach the self-discipline in there. So I actually, I have a a wonderful um, guide that I have together that I just give to anybody that I can get to get it. I feel like I'm like standing on top of the mountaintop, just (laughs) flushing these out. (laughs) But it's called the Discipline Hacker Guide. And it really walks you through the five things that you need in order to start this process. And again, it's gradual, it's repeated, but it starts with them because middle schoolers and high schoolers are innately selfish, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and you know, it's rightly so they're going through a time that they're like, okay, that was mommy and daddy life when I was in little elementary school, but now I'm a, you know, quote unquote, big kid. And I have these big kid responsibilities, but I don't know what that exactly means. And I need to focus in on what I want and what I'm doing and all of this. So there is this transition of power between what their old life and what their new life is going to look like. And that transition continues and continues into the early twenties, really. But we, again, only really have our influence until they're 18, but yeah, having them there and starting with them and asking them about them, asking them about what they want and things like that. And it really, this hacker guide, I love it because it starts with focusing on them and moves out and then focusing on somebody else and moving out, and then having the questions that are so deep that we need to ask ourselves all the time as adults and as Mm -hmm. kids is why, why are you feeling this way? And I actually, I won't throw my child under the bus of who did this last night, but we were actually using this last night because one of my kiddos, 13, has a real problem with apologizing. She she just won't do it for, well, won't do it naturally. And she did something to her sister. I have four girls, four daughters, so I'm not giving anything away by saying she did it to a sister, um, but she did something to a sister and it hurt her, you know, physically and it was an accident, but still you say you're sorry when you do something and she just wouldn't do it. And so I just, I just talked to her like, why is it so hard for you to say, I'm sorry. And you need to walk through these whys, even if the answer isn't comfortable. And it took a while and I just let her think about it. And I let her think about it. And she had to stand in the, in the kitchen while we thought about it and life was going on. I was like, are you ready to tell me yet? 
no. And then it, you know, got to the point that, well, I figured it out a while ago, but I don't want to tell you because then that means that you win. And I was like, okay, well, that's your choice. Just let me know when you're ready to talk. But we got it. We, she was like, okay, I'm ready. And then, (laughs) well, I don't like to apologize because I don't like to lose. Hmm. Like, okay. So now we're there. And then we could have that discussion and about, you know, how apologizing isn't losing and all of that, but really having them ask those why questions. And mm-hmm. I don't know is not an answer. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it. The answers are probably, yes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, let's figure it out. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good answer. <laughs> that's great. I like that you're able to really ask them questions. You're turning it back on them. So you're not, you're not punishing them. You're not giving them a consequence. It's like a question. You're just questioning them and asking them. And it, it seems that it's a lot less disruptive as well in a house <laughs> to, to do it in that way rather than a blow up of an argument or a punishment or a going to your room or a <laughs> say sorry. <laughs> I'm going to hold your hair until you say sorry and <laughs> something like that. Right. So I think that's a really, that's a really great way to do it. So this guide, where can we find this guide? Well, it's right on my website is nellyharden.com. So that's N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com, all one word. And it's right there on the front page, along with everything else that I have available for everyone. Awesome. That's great. Thank you for that. I think that's going to be really helpful. So now is we're talking about um, discipline in our kids having self-discipline for them. Does that start with then the parents having to have self-discipline for themselves? Absolutely. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I work through this, I work one-on-one with families in this 14 session framework. And by the end of it, it really is the parents learning just as much about themselves and their Mm -hmm. own world as being able to turn around and and teach their children too. And I love Mm -hmm. to have the kids come in and work to um, have some of that third-party validation, mm-hmm. right? It's not just mom and dad that want this. There, you know, there's a whole other world of people that will tell you that disciplining yourself is a good thing to do, and how that shows up in their lives. Maybe it's a calculus test. Maybe it is on the soccer field. Maybe it is a college app. Maybe it is helping a friend through something. There's so many. In fact every many, that's not a word, but I'm going to say every, there's so many (laughs) ways that self-led discipline has to show up in order for the outcome to go where you want it to go. So yes, to your point, there's a lot of work that happens with parents as well as all of the, the children too. And I love to, I always start with the end in mind because Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that I want to know what does it look like at the end of this 18 years, at the end of this 6,570 days, if you had, if you could give your child a suitcase filled with everything that you want to give them in order to go out into the world, what do you want in that suitcase? Mm -hmm. What do you want to be there? And then we define that and every family's different with that. And then we start working from where we are right now and meeting them where they are and then going through all 14 steps and meeting them there. And those 14 steps, those are that that's some mindset work. That's some core belief Mm -hmm. work, core beliefs that parents are bringing into parenthood that they might not have realized it or Mm -hmm. want some that they do. And then what they also want to be doing here, as well as self-disciplines is as uh, obvious as time management. And then 
bringing it into uh, one of the frameworks within this is uh, real is real time family. And because if we learn all of this, but we don't know how to actually put it into our mm-hmm. lives, make it applicable, it's just going to go off to the wayside. Right. <laughs> kind of a waste yeah. of time then, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I want to help parents actually put it into the day. That's awesome. I love that. Do you do uh, like, so just for our parents that are listening, maybe right now, they're like, okay, self-discipline. Well, what exactly does that mean? And like, where exactly do we see that in our day-to-day lives? Yeah, absolutely. So what it looks like for self-discipline, and let me start off with just saying how you can recognize it in your Mm -hmm. kids. too. And I remember, and this is that point that I was told I was good at self-discipline when I was a kid, I was maybe in like fifth grade and I'm a foodie. I love me some food. And it was, I, it was, I don't know, a Friday night or something. And we were watching a movie as a family. And I had said, I'm going to have a snack at eight o'clock. And it was a really, really good snack. It was probably something little Debbie because she was my best friend growing up. Anyway, I was sitting there and I watched that clock until it got to eight o'clock. And then I got up and I got it and I sat back down. So even though I wanted it for two hours, I didn't get it until I said that I was going to get it. And so, and someone in the room said, wow, you have really good discipline. And I was like, okay. And so, but those are just, that's an, a small example. And I was like, but I got my little Debbie now, you know, and it was a great reward for that discipline. I had to not do it until eight o'clock, but ways that it can show up in your life with kids. Think about studying. Mm-hmm. You have a test um, on Friday and then they start studying Friday morning before school. You know, that's not going to be how Uh, discipline shows up in their life and teaching them how to take proper notes and being able to teach them in a relationship. Even there's this epidemic of fair weather friends today. You're a friend to somebody when it's convenient to you and you're not when it's not and being disciplined to still stick into a relationship and help a friend out and be a friend when you've made a commitment to that relationship. I think that's really important. So there's so many different ways that it shows up in your life and discipline to yourself, maybe not eating so many little Debbies (laughs) and having a carrot every once in a while. And I was a family wellness coach too. So that, uh, I was that for about 10 years. And you're going to be going to laugh at this question. I don't know what little Debbie's are because I'm Canadian and I don't think we have those here. (laughs) Wow. That blows my mind. Uh, They're just little, little pastry cakes. uh, if you will. So yeah. Like, um, like Twinkies or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. that realm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wagon wheels or something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now I got little Debbie's. That's good. (laughs) Something delicious anyways that you were disciplined to have. That's awesome. Yeah. That takes some discipline for sure. And so parents, so us as parents, as we're like thinking like, oh, this is a fantastic idea. Maybe my kids are getting up onto that age. Maybe they're already in that age, but maybe that's something. Do I start working on myself first now and then introduce this into my family or how do you, how do you figure parents should navigate this? Sure. I honestly recommend, I am a huge proponent of a family working together as a family. Mm -hmm. And so that is parents. Yes, we have our own lives and we have our Mm -hmm. own going on, but especially during this 18 years, we are a family unit and helping 
work with our kids and having that vulnerability of, you know what, uh, kiddo, it's not just you. I'm going to work on this with you because I have some things that I could work on Mm -hmm. in here too. That opens a door to make it, make your child feel like, oh, you know, mom and dad aren't perfect and I'm not just a piece of trouble or something like that. We're going to work on this together. It's, it's Mm -hmm. like a, a parent and a, and a child going running together or working out together or doing this. It's developing together as a family. I think it is so important. Helps them to understand what teamwork looks like and helps them understand what vulnerability looks like. And you can't get many places and have positive outcomes without vulnerability either, which also comes with being self-disciplined. Because if you're self-disciplined to open yourself up, even when you don't want to and don't feel like it, because you will always not feel like it. No one ever is like, I'm going to be vulnerable today. It sounds so fun. <laughs> Let me shed uh, those tears and open my heart up. <laughs> and yeah, so it really teaches them. So I recommend doing it together and going through this as a family. That would by far be my biggest recommendation. That's awesome. I love that going developing as a family. Like you mentioned the example of like running together or doing stuff together as an activity. I think that's really great. So I'm going to ask you a selfish, selfish question, because this is something that's happening in my household right now. We're struggling to keep all the things together, like all the, the house clean and tidy and like running smoothly, like dishes come off of the table after dinner and they go somewhere and they get put away and all that kind of peace when running a household, when you're all, my husband and I are both running our own businesses and the kids are in many activities and it's like it's a little bit tricky to keep all the things together so uh, do you have any suggestions around self-discipline when it comes to like managing your household and the chores that go along in your household with your kids like getting them involved as a team and I love what you said about the teamwork because my parents I don't know what they did but we really felt like a unit like a family unit together like as a teamwork rather than like parent kids like hierarchy kind of thing where we felt we were like equal team members so my parents did a great job of that. I'm hoping that we're instilling that in our kids, but <laughs> we'll see how they feel. <laughs> Sometimes, some days they probably feel, still feel that parents are telling us what to do kind of thing. Right. But anyways, yeah. Any suggestions for families that like are busy and just need to keep it all together and everyone needs to chip in as a team? Yes, absolutely. And I am right there with you. You know, there's six of us that live in this house along with, I think we're up to 11 animals that live in this oh my house. gosh. <laughs> I know we're insane in that way. But again, the reason why we did that is because all four of our girls have their own, we have family responsibility, yeah, their own animals, mm-hmm. and they have to take care of everything for them. And it bred responsibility for them. Mm. But anyway, and they're like gerbils, we have two cats, two dogs, and then a bunch of little things that live in their rooms. <laughs> Hopefully only the ones in cages. And then we, yes, we have family businesses and we have uh, individual businesses and jobs as well. And our days are very busy, mm-hmm. but what we are sure to do is that between six and nine, or I'm sorry, five and nine every day, that's family time. And when we have dinner, we make all, it's all of us who clean up and a screen doesn't come on. We usually have music on because we all love to sing and dance and be goofy mm-hmm. and crazy. And that usually helps with the cleaning process mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And then they have daily chores too, uh, because we really go by the, the idea that you live in this house and therefore you help take care of this house. Dad and I wouldn't live in this house unless you all were here. <laughs> so, uh, we need, we need your help. And that's that vulnerability piece too. 
I need your help taking care of this because I can't do it all. And when I feel like I have to do it all, then I can't be the best parent that I can be to you. And I want to be the best parent I can be to you. So I really need your help right now or in the day taking care of this. So, you know, I have four kids. I have one kid that's in charge of all the bathrooms. I have one kid that's in charge of all the animal stuff, the family animals. Let's see. I have a sweeper because we have all the animals and that's necessary. And then I have a kitchen person and that's their daily responsibilities. And it always, it also doesn't mean that a person can go and dump all their dishes in the sink and that kitchen person needs to take care of it, right? That's not effectful. It, but it does mean that they're responsible for making sure it gets done. And it gives them like the sense of pride and just reflecting on that. And so when I walk into the kitchen and I see that it's looking great, I'm like, wow, way to go. This looks awesome. You know, and it just boosts them up and they're like, oh, this is mine and I did great. But in order to have some parameters and guardrails on that, there is no, they have school and then they do their chores and there's no screens of computer, iPad, you name them that come on until after those are done. Mm, so. That's great. I love that. And that is also from like right after school, they come home and do homework first and not to the screen first then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And do you rotate the chores uh, as well? Or just always the same person? Cause they like that job and that's just what they do. Oh, they don't like the job. <laughs> I, I don't live in that fantasy unicorn world of they love taking care of toilets, you know? No, they don't like, but uh, we used to switch them up um, and we had this level of mastery is what we called it. You know, once you've mastered this, then you can move on to something else. But with four kids, they were mastering at different times. And then we had like, like a traffic jam on one of the chores or something. <laughs> So we've kept the same ones for probably a year plus now. Sometimes this has happened a a few times now, Mm -hmm. they themselves will switch. They're like, okay, Journey and I, we switched our our chores. So we're in charge of this now. And I was, as long as they both agree on it, I'm fine with it. But yeah. It gives them some responsibility too, to to be up to them to switch it and to find a replacement and train that person on their job. Yeah, exactly. Just first part-time jobs. (laughs) That's awesome. So cool. Uh, So any other tips for our parents that are listening today that are maybe struggling at home with this idea of self-discipline and, but they're really wanting to make a difference in their families? I would just say, keep it as simple as possible. That's why I I love the idea. And I love being able to teach parents, even though it's a 14, you know, session one-on-one course, it really just focuses in on that one thing of helping develop a self-led family and Mm -hmm. obviously self-led kids as a result of that too. But even in at home, uh, the rules they can be very overwhelming to kids. You know, what rule am I following now and rules this? And that was a rule. And it reminds me, I don't know if you've seen Harry Potter and I think it's like the fifth one or whatever, where Professor Umbridge has all like this, this three-story wall filled with all these rules. And there's like (laughs) hundreds of them. And the kids are just like, I don't follow and when to follow. Right. And that's what it reminds me of. And if you can also consolidate that down to one thing. So you can just be like, are you following this? In our house, we use rocks and that stands for respect, obedience, kindness, and self-discipline. So everything falls into there. And I actually homeschool my youngest three 
And it's, it's daily, you know, it's up on the board, R-O-K-S, the rocks, and someone's doing something to us, something to a sister. Someone is, you know, not studying when they have a science test in two hours or what have you. And I'm like, so are you following rocks? Or sometimes you could just, as a parent, you know, you all know, you know, you could just look at them and just give them the eye and I could just say rocks. They're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's great though, to have that one thing that they all can come back to you. If they're like going out of here, over here, you can just say that one word and it brings them back here. Right. I think that's really, that's the key to that, to that part of it. I think. Yes. I mean, parenting it's difficult. There's no two ways about it. And parenting today is different. And because parents that are raising children today, we didn't grow up with all the things that are, that are in today. Right. True. Yeah. But if we can simplify it and it doesn't have to be as hard as we're making it out to be and what the world tells us that it is, you know, we were talking a little bit beforehand when (laughs) I had four daughters within four years, I, especially when I got pregnant with my fourth, the middle two are twins. But when I got pregnant with my fourth, people just looked at me cross-eyed and they were, and then, you know, especially after she was born, we knew she was a she, you know, they were like, Oh, you just wait until they're all teenagers. You just, wait, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. And (laughs) there's this terrible stigma around preteens and teens Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to be there. And unfortunately, that's what they hear when they're out and about. That's why in our house, the word teenager isn't allowed to be used, not because teenagers are a bad word by any means, but because of the stigma that is teenager means you can be rude, you can be lazy, you can get away with things, you can Mm -hmm. just phone all day. That's what teenager has started to mean (laughs) today. So we just call our uh, daughters young adults. That's what you are. You are a young adult. You're preparing for adulthood and all of these, but it it really is interesting what the world defines today and (laughs) what a teenager is and what the world defines is what a parent of a teenager is today. Like it's awful. It's hard. It's exhausting. It's all of this. Mm. And it doesn't have to be that way at all. It can be the most wonderful years of your parenting. Mm. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's like sometimes a little bit of like the freedom that we get. I'm just thinking back on my childhood and we always laugh about this because now as a parent, I say to my parents, like, I don't know what you did to us, but I was never afraid of getting in trouble as a teenager. I was afraid of disappointing you. And I think that was a huge difference. And it like so anytime I went to go do something bad, I'd be like, oh, they're going to be so disappointed if I do that. (laughs) And I just didn't do it because I, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want to break that trust that I had with them and that respect I had for them, which is so fascinating because I was like, I, can you distill how you did that? They're like, I don't know. We don't know. (laughs) I was just like, well, whatever you did, that was a good trick. (laughs) Got to take that one. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. But I think that comes down to that self-discipline and it does come down to that respect, right? The respect and the obedience and the kindness. And what was the S for again? I've forgotten the S. Self-discipline. Self-discipline. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I just had to add the self in there. (laughs) So yeah, I think, you know, I think now that you're, you're saying these things, I was kind of putting the the puzzle together as kind of what, how they were also operating. And I think as that team, that team family experience that we had growing up is what you're, you're sharing with your clients to do in your, in your household too. And I think that really had um, something to do with the, 
the behavior in their teens and beyond as well. I'm like, my parents look at, look at us and I'm like, we got so easy. Like we are joke to each other. Like, Oh my God, we were way worse than their kids were. And, you know, <laughs> and like, <laughs> so they're like, how do we get off so easy? But anyway, so it's just funny because I, but I really think that now you're, you're sharing these things and I can see the connections between what they did too. And it really does work. <laughs> There, there's really some things. And I think, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, from what I got, what you were saying is that I really feel like that kids sometimes don't know there's maybe a lot of moving rules and boundaries. And mm-hmm. that if there, there's a lot of moving rules and boundaries, they don't know like that wall that you said at Harry Potter is like, ooh, like so overwhelming. They don't know what rule to follow. So I love what you said of keeping it simple and boiling it down to just a few things and creating an acronym of something that then you say that word, it brings them all back to ground zero. And that's brilliant. So thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And they all know. And I, if something is happening, I can ask them what rock they are breaking. And so then they can go back and have that self-reflection too. And that's always a very positive experience. Love it. So great. Thank you so much, Nelly, for spending this time with us because I think we've got so much value for our audience today. Um, I hope they've learned as much as I have um, from you today and are going to look at instilling that into their families. And now you guys all know the secret to parenting. There's only one thing that you need to know, right? (laughs) Just one thing. And you need to know how to create that self-discipline into your kids. So self-led, how how did you say it? Self-led discipline. Self-led discipline. Yeah. Self-led discipline in your kids. They can go and be rock stars in the world like us. So. <laughs> it's important to have that lead piece in there just because self-discipline could just be discipline that you've learned to obey from somebody else. But self-led discipline means that you are making the decision to do the discipline and go forward. Yeah, we're trying to create leaders out of our kids. And and I think the foundation starts at home and having them them self, self-led is so important because who else is going to lead them after they leave the house? <laughs> it's all up to them. <laughs> awesome. Well, what a better world our world is going to be if our kids are all self-disciplined and, and self-led. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Helping families truly is the cornerstone and what could just change the world. And you see so many people out there hurting and hurt people, hurt people. And if you take it back to their childhood and, you know, we as adults and everyone listening, I guarantee you that when a big decision happens in your life, your knee jerk reaction is to go back to some instinct that was taught to you, learn behaviors, core beliefs from that first 18 years of your life. That's where all of our core beliefs come from. And if it's different than that, that is a decision you make after your knee jerk reaction that happens there. And that took probably a lot of work to be like, Nope, that I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so we really want to just pour in during this impact window before it's too late. We want to pour into them and help them become those self-led leaders for later. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Nelly, for spending this time with us and parents out there for listening to this. There were some amazing knowledge bombs in this episode. So make sure you go back and listen and take notes. I'm going to go back and listen and take notes and you should go head over to NellieHarden.com and find that the hacker, it's the discipline hacker uh, that she's got for us over there. So uh, head over there, check it out. Make sure you like Nelly, follow her on social media. And Nelly, anything else you want to say to our parents before we go? I just want to say you guys got this. 
you got this. You are strong enough. You are brave enough. You are amazing enough. (laughs) And you have this and your kids are too. So just go out there, grab the discipline hacker and let's get started uh, moving this in the right direction. Just one thing, just one thing. Just one thing. That's it. We solved your problems. Just one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Nelly. All right. Blissful parents out there, go out there, enjoy the rest of your week, be blissful and and create that blissful environment for your family. And just remember, it's only one thing. Thanks, Nelly. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com.